Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Legacy Church Bible in a Year podcast. It is a true honor and privilege to be able to go through Scripture together. Before we begin today, let's just say a short prayer to focus our hearts and minds towards the Lord. Father, we ask you today to open our ears to hear all that you want to speak to us and open our eyes to see all that you want to reveal to us. We know that there is life-giving, transforming power in Scripture, so we surrender to your Holy Spirit now as we listen to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Day 111, 2 Samuel chapter 1. After the death of Saul, when David had returned from striking down the Amalekites, David remained two days in Ziklag. And on the third day, behold, a man came from Saul's camp, with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. And when he came to David, he fell to the ground and paid homage. David said to him, Where did you come from? And he said to him, I have escaped from the camp of Israel. And David said to him, How did it go? Tell me. And he answered, The people fled from the battle, and also many of the people have fallen and are dead, and Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead. Then David said to the young man who told him, How do you know that Saul and his son Jonathan are dead? And the young man who told them said, By chance I happened to be on Mount Gilbal, and there was Saul leaning on his spear. And behold, the chariots and the horsemen were close upon him. And when he looked behind me, he saw me and called to me. And I said, Here I am. And he said to me, Who are you? And I answered him, I am an Amalekite. And he said to me, Stand beside me and kill me, for anguish has seized me, and yet my life still lingers. So I stood beside him and killed him, because I was sure that he could not live after he had fallen. And I took the crown that was on his head and the armlet that was on his arm, and I have brought them here to my Lord. Then David took hold of his clothes and tore them, and so did all the men who were with him. And they mourned and wept and fasted until evening for Saul and for Jonathan his son and for the people of the Lord and for the house of Israel, because they had fallen by the sword. And David said to the young man who told him, Where did you come from? And he answered, I am the son of a sojourner, an Amalekite. David said to him, How is it you are not afraid to put your hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? Then David called one of the young men and said, Go, execute him. And he struck him down so that he died. And David said to him, Your blood be on your head, for your own mouth has testified against you, saying, I have killed the Lord's anointed. And David lamented with his lamentation over Saul and Jonathan his son. And he said, It should be taught to the people of Judah. Behold, it is written in the book of Jasha. He said, Your glory, O Israel, is slain on your high places. How the mighty have fallen. Tell it not in Gath. Publish it not in the streets of Ashkelon, lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice, lest the daughters of the uncircumcised exalt. You mountains of Gilbo, let there be no dew or rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For there the shield of the mighty was defiled the shield of Saul, not anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan turned not back, and the sword of Saul returned not empty. Saul and Jonathan, beloved and lovely, in life and in death they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles, they were stronger than lions. You daughters of Israel, weep over Saul, who clothed you luxuriously in scarlet, who put ornaments of gold on your apparel, how the mighty have fallen in the midst of the battle. Jonathan lies slain on your high places. I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. Very pleasant have you been to me. Your love to me was extraordinary, surpassing the love of women. 
How the Mighty Have Fallen and the Weapons of War Perished. Chapter 2 After this David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said to him, Go up. David said, To which shall I go up? And he said, To Hebron. So David went up there, and his two wives also, Ahino of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David brought up his men who were with him, everyone with his household, and they lived in the towns of Hebron. And the men of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. When they told David it was the men of Jabesh-Gilead who buried Saul, David sent messengers to the men of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed of the Lord because you showed this loyalty to Saul, your Lord, and buried him. Now may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you, and I will do good to you because you have done this thing. Now therefore let your hands be strong and be valiant, for Saul your Lord is dead, and the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. But Abner the son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, took Ishbosh the son of Saul and brought him over to Mahanam, and he made him king over Gilead and Asherites and Jezreel and Ephraim, and Benjamin, and all of Israel. Ishbosh, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned two years. But the house of Judah followed David. And the time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Abner, the son of Ner, and the servants of Ishbosh, the son of Saul, went out from Mahanam to Gideon. And Joab, the son of Jeruah, And the servants of David went out and met them at the pool of Gideon. And they sat down, the one on one side of the pool and the other on the other side of the pool. And Abner said to Joab, Let the young men arise and compete before us. And Joab said, Let them arise. Then they arose and passed over by number, twelve for Benjamin and Ishbosh, the son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. And each caught his opponent by the head, and thrust his sword in his opponent's side, so they fell down together. Therefore that place was called Helka Hazurim, which is at Gideon. And the battle was very fierce that day, and Abner and the men of Israel were beaten before the servants of David. And the three sons of Zariah were there, Joab, Abishai, and Asheel. Now Ashiel was as swift of foot as a wild gazelle, and Ashiel pursued Abner. And as he went, he turned neither to the right nor to the left from following Abner. Then Abner looked behind him and said, Is it you, Ashiel? And he answered, It is I. Abner said to him, Turn aside to your right hand or to your left, and seize one of the young men and take his spoil. But Ashiel would not turn from following him. And Abner said again to Ashel, Turn aside from following me. Why should I strike you to the ground? How then could I lift up my face to your brother Joab? But he refused to turn aside. Therefore Abner struck him in the stomach with the butt of his spear, so that the spear came out at his back. And he fell there and died where he was. And all who came to the place where Ashel had fallen and died stood still. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. And as the sun was going down, they came to the hill of Amma, which lies before Gaia, on the way to the wilderness of Gideon. But the people of Benjamin gathered themselves together behind Abner and became one group and took their stand at the top of a hill. Then Abner called to Joab, Shall the sword devour forever? Do you not know that the end will be bitter? 
How long will it be before you tell your people to turn from the pursuit of their brothers? And Joab said, As God lives, if you had not spoken, surely the men would not have given up the pursuit of their brothers until the morning. So Joab blew the trumpet, and all the men stopped and pursued Israel no more, nor did they fight any more. And Abner and his men went all that night through the Arabah. They crossed the Jordan, and marching the whole morning, they came to Mahanan. Joab returned from the pursuit of Abner, and when he had gathered all the people together, there were missing from David's servants nineteen men besides Ashul. The servants of David had struck down of Benjamin, three hundred and sixty of Abner's men, and they took up Ashul and buried him in the tomb of his father, which was at Bethlehem. And Joab and his men marched all night, and the day broke upon them at Hebron. Chapter 3 There was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and David grew stronger and stronger, while the house of Saul became weaker and weaker. And sons were born to David at Hebron. His firstborn was Amnon of Ahinam of Zeril, and his second, Chilib of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, and the third, Absalom, the son of Machah, the daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur, and the fourth, Adonjah, the son of Haggith, and the fifth, Shephah, the son of Abatul, and the sixth, Ethram of Egal, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. While there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner was making himself strong in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aya, and Ishbosh said to Abner, Why have you gone into my father's concubine? Then Abner was very angry over the words of Ishbosh and said, Am I a dog's head of Judah? To this day I keep showing steadfast love to the house of Saul your father, to his brothers and to his friends, and have not given you into the hand of David. And yet you charge me today with a fault concerning a woman. God do so to Abner, and more also, if I do not accomplish for David what the Lord has sworn to him, to transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan to Beersheba. And Ishbosh could not answer Abner another word because he feared him. And Abner sent messengers to David on his behalf. To whom does the land belong? Make your covenant with me, and behold, my hand shall be with you to bring over all Israel to you. And he said, Good, I will make a covenant with you, but one thing I require of you, that is, you shall not see my face unless you first bring Michael, Saul's daughter, when you come to see my face. Then David sent messengers to Ishbosh, Saul's son, saying, Give me my wife, Michael, for whom I paid the bridal price of a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosh set and took her from her husband, Paltiel, the son of Laish, but her husband went with her, weeping after all the way to Pahirim. Then Abner said to him, Go return. And he returned. And Abner conferred with the elders of Israel, saying, For some time past you have been seeking David as king over you. Now then, bring it about. For the Lord has promised David, saying, By the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to Benjamin. And then Abner went to tell David at Hebron that all Israel and the whole house of Benjamin thought good to do. When Abner came with twenty men to David at Hebron, David made a feast for Abner and the men who were with him. 
And Abner said to David, I will arise and go and gather all Israel to my lord the king, that they may make a covenant with you, that they may rejoice over all that your heart desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. Just then the servants of David arrived with Joab from a raid, bringing much spoil with them. But Abner was not with David at Hebron, for he had sent him away, and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the army that was with him came, it was told Joab, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he has let him go, and he has gone in peace peace. Then Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Behold, Abner came to you. Why is it that you have sent him away so that he is gone? You know that Abner, the son of Ner, came to deceive you and to know you're going out and you're coming in and to know all that you are doing. When Joab came out from David's presence, he sent messengers after Abner and they brought him back from the cistern of Sarir. But David did not know about it. And when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into the midst of the gate to speak with him privately, and there he struck him in the stomach so that he died, for the blood of Ashiel his brother. Afterward, when David heard of it, he said, I and my kingdom are forever guiltless before the Lord for the blood of Abner the son of Ner. May it fall upon the head of Joab and upon all his father's house, and may the house of Joab never be without one who has a discharge, or who is leprous, or who holds a spindle, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks bread. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, killed Abner, because he had put their brother Ashul to death in the battle at Gideon. Then David said to Joab and to all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And King David followed the buyer. They buried Abner at Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner. And all the people wept. And the king lamented for Abner, saying, Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands were not bound, your feet were not feathered. As one falls before the wicked, you have fallen. And all the people wept again over him. Then all the people came to persuade David to eat bread while it was yet day. But David swore, saying, God do so to me, and more also, if I taste bread or anything else till the sun goes down. And all the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, as everything that the king did pleased all the people. So all the people and all Israel understood that day that it had not been the king's will to put to death Abner the son of Ner. And the king said to his servants, Do you not know that a prince and a great man has fallen this day in Israel? And I was gentle today, though anointed king. These men, the sons of Zeruiah, are more severe than I. The Lord repay the evildoer according to his wickedness. Chapter 4 When Ishbosh, Saul's son, heard that Abner had died at Hebron, his courage failed, and all Israel was dismayed. Now Saul's son had two men who were captains of raiding bands. The name of one was Benah, and the name of the other Rechab, sons of Rimon, a man of Benjamin from Baroth. For Baroth also is counted as part of Benjamin. The Barothites fled to Gidim and have been sojourners there to this day. Jonathan, the son of Saul, had a son who was crippled in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Zareel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And as she fled in her haste, he fell and became lame. And his name was Mahibasheth. Now the sons of Rimmon, the Berarite, Rechab, and Benah, 
set out, and about the heat of the day they came to the house of Ishbash, and as he was taking his noonday rest, and they came into the midst of the house as if to get wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and Benah, his brother, escaped. When they came into the house, as he lay on his bed in his bedroom, they struck him and put him to death and beheaded him. They took his head and went by the way of Rabbah all night and brought the head of Ishbath to David at Hebron. And they said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbash, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. The Lord has avenged my lord, the king, this day on Saul and on his offspring. But David answered Rechab and Benah, his brother, the sons of Rimen, the bearer height, as the Lord lives, who has redeemed my life out of every adversity. When one told me, behold, Saul is dead and thought he was bringing me good news, I seized him and killed him at Ziklag, which was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed the righteous man in his own house on his bed, shall I not require his blood at your hand and destroy you from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they killed them, and cut off their hands and feet, and hanged them beside the pool of Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosh and buried it in the tomb of Abner at Hebron. Well, thank you for joining us today on our Bible in a Year audio podcast. I want to encourage you to take what you've heard today and apply it into your life, to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. Remember, we are called to be disciples, not just converts. So we pray like Jesus prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means if God's kingdom comes, then the enemy's kingdom has to go. So let's take what we've heard and what we've learned and go be a light in this dark world. God bless, and we'll see you again tomorrow.